airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for listening. It's great to be with you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in <laughs> Studio CC on this week leading up to Thanksgiving. It's feeling a little bit different, I think, for a lot of people. It's just yeah. kind of, you know, people are not really sure if they're going to be able to keep their traditions. Or some people are keeping their traditions no matter what. Yeah. Maybe some people keeping traditions with a little bit of trepidation. Yeah. I'm doing it, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy times we we're, we find ourselves in. You know, I yeah. think there's still a lot of people who are taking flights and going different places from what yeah. what I saw briefly on on the news. But man, this is definitely this has definitely been a different uh, year. Yeah, it really has. And I, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. let me just say, um, I got to hear your conversation with Gabby on oh. Friday, <laughs> and if I could just tell you, um, that child brought tears to my eyes. I just, <laughs> um, I was so proud of her and I mean yeah. that in the most genuine sense of the word um because the lord has really done and continues to do a work in her life and i think maybe um for some of our listeners it's like she's 12 mm-hmm. you know what i mean but you would be surprised or maybe you wouldn't and hopefully you wouldn't be surprised because you listen to this program and we cover so many stories so let me just let me not say that because that's just sort of like you know is a filler phrase. You'd mm. be surprised. You wouldn't. <laughs> right. You're not surprised at the amount of pressure that our kids are facing today, and you're not surprised at the influence of wickedness that is pervasive and has its sights trained on our kids today. Right. Mm. So even at twelve, um, we have been praying with Gabby and discipling her, actively discipling her. And uh, ministering to her and seeing that the enemy um, desires her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and look, and, and this becomes uncomfortable for people who are comfortable, you know, kind of resting in the things that they can see. Right. Right. That's not that's not where the Christian does business. No, not at all. I mean, if the Apostle Paul said that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but there's so many of us who are like, man, if I can land a physical blow. You know what I mean? But we don't want to land spiritual blows. And that's where the battle is. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we see our children rebelling Mm -hmm. and we see our children kind of being tugged and pulled toward the world, as was the case with Gabby, um, your battle is not in like doing those things that you can see necessarily, although there are things that you do (laughs) Mm -hmm. that that are visible. Yeah. But your battle is of a spiritual nature whereby parents and grandparents must get in the ring praying. That's how you get in the ring, right? You start to intercede and you start to pray specific prayers when you see the things that are happening in your kids. And your desire must be, your desire must be that you are not going to lose your kids to this culture. Yeah. I am telling you. And and I know that sounds like, that sounds, um, you know, like a crazy woman, right? (laughs) But, but if there is any crazy, (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. It is like a fox. 
because I see what's going on in this culture and I see the pull and we've kind of alluded to these different things. And I'm glad that she was able to tell her testimony because we never want to expose our kids. The things we joke about and talk about, um, you know, those are the things that either we've been given permission or um, we feel like they're not really that significant. Like that's not, it's not going to hurt them in any way. Right. But since Gabby was willing to share some of that, one of the things that we've walked through with Gabby was this feeling. She started to kind of observe the differences Mm -hmm. in men and women. Mm -hmm. And even as we were reading through the scriptures. And so she started asking these questions like, why does it seem like women don't matter? Mm. Does God love women the way that he loves men? Mm. Like, why does it seem that men are always in the position of leadership? And why is the man the head? And what's what's not good about a woman? Like all of these things that you see the enemy is at work here, right? right? The enemy is at work. And you couple that, you couple those questions with what the culture is already pumping out, right? That you could have this sort of like, um, you know, androgyny about you that you could be a girl who dresses like a boy and and that's fine and and all of these things that our kids are combating yeah and i i tell you when these questions started arising in our in our own household yeah and we're dealing with this and and at the same time there is this this tug of war Mm -hmm. that is going on but you see that your kids are battling what is being thrown at them, right? So yeah. they're being pulled, but they're also fighting against it. Yeah. And it's and it's it's a um it's a heartbreaking thing to watch because you want them to just be able to be kids. Yeah. And right? Yeah, you want the, them, yeah. They're they're growing up definitely in a different era and a different time than how, you know, we grew up. Um mm-hmm. there's like these things are being presented to them I mean all over the place. All over yeah. the place. One thing I liked about, you know, just Gabby's conversation with me you know, I told her, I said, hey, you know, are there certain questions that you would like for me to ask? Are there things that you feel like are off limits? And she was like, no, you know, just go. I'll, ask, I'll answer any question. And so I That's felt amazing. the liberty to be able to ask her the questions, you know, that I that I thought would be um, thought provoking and even challenging, you yeah. know. And I and I feel like she was very honest yeah, and that she, she uh, handled herself very well. So I was she really did. pleased, you know, I, with the response, you know. I think you asked some great questions that really set her up to be able to um, communicate what I hope is an encouragement. If kids would listen to this program that you did with her, mm-hmm. um, I hope that it would be an encouragement to other kids. And I hope that it would be an encouragement and a challenge to other parents who would hear the show that you did with Gabby. And the reason I say that is because I think so often we feel defeated. So we give up. We think, okay, I can't keep doing, I don't know how to, I can't keep doing this. I mean, in conversation with Gabby, we actually had a conversation with her um, where, you know, we were seeing rebellion. You know, Mm -hmm. we're seeing Mm -hmm. just sort of like, but it's a different type of rebellion because she's not overly expressive. Right. So it's the, it's a subtle rebellion that you could see the, the, um, I don't know, the secrecy of it Mm -hmm. makes her very useful to the enemy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just that the, the the fact that that she's able to kind of hide it behind this quiet, reserved but you, personality. But, but, but not even so good, I think, I, I, you know, like she's able to like she is able to be secretive or hide things. But you still know that not something is not all the way. You can, you know, your children. Right. You right. You can see yeah. that you're not you, you just don't want to tell me everything, yeah. you know, or you feel yeah. like you can't, you know, That's but you right. can tell that. 
okay, there's more to this. There's mm-hmm. more feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I praise God that even more recently that you guys have been able to talk real deep. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, she's been able to express even more, you know, because uh, so, because that's necessary. I think as parents, God gives us the ability to be able to, like you said, know our kids and understand, you know, what they, where they are and what they're not saying. That's know? right. That's and, exactly yeah. right. And And I'll tell you, sometimes we think that when we have compliant children because we don't have overtly rebellious children by God's grace. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have like, we're not. And, and also I'm not cut from that cloth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, no, no, no. We're, I think we always tell them we didn't. The limits, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least one. They regret it. Um, <laughs> let, let me just say, <laughs> we didn't, we're not growing up in the same decade. Okay. Um, as we often say, but listen, the thing is, though, when you have a kid who um, and, and as Gabby was able to tell us this, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say about a year ago, we were talking with her and she said that she was even concerned because she feels like um, she is the kid. And one of the examples that was shared at church one time, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. said, I am I am the boy who, when told to sit down, sits down. But I'm standing in my On heart. Inside, yeah, standing yeah <laughs> she said that and she yeah. was she was able to verbalize that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something most recently here. Um, and, and, and by the way, we would not allow her to until she's able to get to the other side of what she's walking through and what's going on. Like there's no, you, you, we're very serious about what we're doing here, you mm-hmm. know? So this conversation can only happen publicly when there is a true understanding of the battle that you've walked through and what's going on. And we feel like um, she really did understand that. Here's something else I want to say to parents that was really eye opening for me um, with, with Gabby and, you know, each of our kids for parents raising kids, we are dealing with personality differences. And so because of that, we are dealing with different methods of attack from the enemy. Yeah. He will attack them differently based on their personalities, based on the way they process things, based on the way they think. And so that's why it's so important for the parent to be actively engaged, to know your kid, to be conversing with your kid, to challenge your kid, to be thoroughly studying the scriptures with your kid. And so that when you're when your child has a question, you're not making yourself the authority, but the word of God Amen. is the authority. Right. So that the word of God is able to be brought back to them by the spirit of God when they are in the midst of contending. And we saw this happen for Gabby over and over again. Um, One of the things that was really eye opening for me was that in talking with Gabby, her question was, why doesn't God pursue me Mm. the way it seems that the enemy does? Mm. Now, that's a profound question for a 12 year old, isn't it? Yeah. Why doesn't it seem (laughs) that God pursues me? the way that the enemy does. And what she was saying was that the pull of the world, like my desire to Mm -hmm. just sort of be in the world is so strong. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I, my thought was, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to um, play this game until I leave their house. Mm -hmm. She's 12. Right. Now, I don't know this is going on, but I know that something is going on. Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking this to prayer like this is this is my job. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. Right. I have to show up for this. So I'm taking this to prayer and I'm I'm like, Lord, you know, you know, the things that I don't know. I need you to help me. Yeah. Holy Spirit, you reside inside of her. She has professed Christ. That's right. She is. She has come to believe that the Lord is her savior. 
So if the scriptures are true and we know that they are, mm -hmm. that means that the Holy Spirit has come to take up re residence if, in fact, she's converted. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Lord, you have to do this work. You have to do this work. And and I'm I'm praying and, and I have this peace. I have this sense that and I know that there are a lot of people who are very uncomfortable when you speak in terms of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. <laughs> Let me just say this to you in the form of a song and a movie. God is not dead. Okay. Amen. He's surely alive. Yes. All right. And so as I'm praying for her, as I'm <laughs> interceding for her, I'm, I'm standing between Gabby and darkness. Hmm. I don't take that lightly. I am as a mother. I'm standing between Gabby and darkness. So the way that I would try to stand between her and any kind of physical ailment or anything that would attack her physically, I've got to do that spiritually. So what's the best way for me to do that with the word of God, with prayer and with discipleship, Amen. right? All of these things. And I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord, I'm just crying out like, you know, it, it, you don't need a whole lot of lofty words. You know, it's just the Lord knows, right? So I'm like, Lord, you see these, and there are even things that I can't describe to him. And I'm praying, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, Lord, you have to help us or, you know, we are losing Gabby. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the things that the Lord spoke very clearly to my heart was that I can trust him mm -hmm. with Gabby. It sounds similar to uh, Francine Perry. It's so similar <laughs> that I can trust him. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. And the Lord kept reminding me that I am not so special that I had the right to have access to him <laughs> so much so that I didn't require the same type of prayer and intercession. Mm. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. cause we are saved as, and so we kind of start to think that we were just a little bit good already. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I kind of got this already. No, I require ongoingly the same type of intervention, Amen. right? I require the same type of the Lord, our God watching over us and keeping us and the power of the Holy spirit who indwells us, equipping us to stand every day. Amen. And so with that, I, I felt this, this peace, like, okay, Lord, I trust you. Yeah. And then what happens? She gets this sudden illness, this sudden ailment. And, and then I'm like, Oh Lord, what's going on? But I see the Lord causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose right Amen. this is Amen. not just some you know pithy statement that everybody right. could to lay claim to right even sinners all things work together for good not for you <laughs> the bible says that <laughs> all things work together <laughs> for those who love the lord yeah. and are the called according to his purpose and so on the other side of this break i'll just briefly highlight what the lord god did but i'm telling you this battle that we're in over the souls of our kids, man, this is not small potatoes. That's right. This is, this is as our president <laughs> says, big league. All right, we'll grab the break. Aaron the Addisons, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in mm -hmm. on a regular basis um, to hear us talk about what's going on in the culture and also to share um, even the happenings of our family and, and how Aaron we are navigating the culture. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's in part why we call it that, because everything gets to, to come along 
but this is a real battle that we're in. And yeah. so that's the kind of what we're talking about. I'm using the backdrop of your show on Friday where you had Gabby as a guest, our second born. Yes. Who is 12. Arrow number and, two. Um, arrow number two. That's right. And uh, anyway, I just thought it was really interesting. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And, and while we have this moment, I just want to let people know that if you want to download the podcast, you can go to AFR.net and, and search for Arena Addison's under the podcast tab. Also, if you want to email us, it's Addison's at AFR.net. That's uh, A-D-D-I-S-O-N-S at AFR.net. So, you know, we have been noticing this trend with Gabby that it seemed that, you know, whatever we were saying to do, it was being done, but bare minimum, like sort mm-hmm. of. Um, and there was also this posture of, well, it's, you know, it's better for me to just be or ask forgiveness than to ask permission. You know that <laughs> like, I'm not going to ask, can I do it? I'm just going to do right. it. And then if I couldn't have done it, then then you tell me and I'll take what I get, you know, that kind of thing. And all of these things are character issues, right? Like yeah. you have to shape this in your kid. You have to, this is discipleship. One of the things that we said early on was that we didn't want to raise our children. We wanted to disciple them, That's right. which means you've got to get the gospel to them. You've got to see that they are converted, right? That they understand what the gospel is and that they truly come to know the Lord and you are discipling them, um, you know, following that. Man. But what the Lord did over the past, I, I would say couple years, maybe year and a half, mm-hmm. um, the things that we've been noticing and committing to prayer and, um, some of our conversations and she even alluded to this. She was like, well, I know not everyone agrees with me on this, you know, and that's <laughs> fine. We want to train kids who can think right. Who can develop convictions based on the word of God. They may not say it exactly the way you say it. Mm-hmm. They may not see it exactly the way you see it. There are some things that they can respond to that you say, you know what? I don't exactly agree with that, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, that is not exactly black and white. You know right, what I mean? Like right. that, you, there, that is open to debate. That is something that we can discuss. But what was happening was she was um, gradually kind of pulling away to this independent, um, but this quiet, independent, I don't need anybody type thinking. Yeah. Right. I am. And I didn't know this. And this is all after the fact. Like I didn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged this um, as going on in her brain. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just saw that there was something going on mm-hmm. and i i and here's another spiritual term that people mm-hmm. get uncomfortable with but i discerned that there was a strong pull Look, on gabby very very important to have and to pray for discernment you know yeah. um as it relates to raising our children because the thing is the world will i won't call it spiritual discernment but they will see certain things and they will try to capitalize on that in our children you know, right. as they're in school and things, they may see like some weaknesses and and say, man, you know. And so we have to make sure that in discipling our children that, you know, we rely on the help from the Lord to mm-hmm. do so. It's not in our own natural strengths and abilities that although he has equipped us, you know, to raise our children. But at the same time, you know, man, it's an endeavor that is spearheaded by the Holy Spirit. He helps us. Now, let me tell you something to that point that you just made. I think and I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but the the things that I perceive Gabby to be battling with over the last year and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that we would have seen what we see mm-hmm. if she would have been away from me for hours and hours a day. I just right. can tell you that I, I would be disconnected from her. I would yeah. not know her. And even knowing her, 
I did not know. You know what I mean? Like there were yeah, things that, yeah. and of course, by God's grace, the things that the Holy Spirit's revealing, yes. you know, um, but I'm grateful that I'm living life with her yes. and that it truly is discipleship yes. like Jesus did. You know what I mean? It is, it is living with her. It is, it is being with her every day and, and talking with her and praying with her and discussing the scriptures and seeing these things and seeing the questions that come up when maybe they're not expressed, but it's in an expression where you get the opportunity to say, wait a minute, you disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Let me, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you, you disagree? I see you disagree with that. Come and tell me, you know, tell me what it is that you're thinking, but Man, what so was happening is so important. Will so yeah. important. What was happening was that there was this pulling away mm -hmm. and it was not just a pulling away from like the things of God, because those things were still happening. But it was a pulling away in the heart mm -hmm. and it was a pulling away even from like parental authority. I don't need that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I can, I can do things. So I'm just going to, you know, submit myself mm -hmm. to this authority until I don't have to anymore. Yeah. And then, and then I'm done with that. Then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gone kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But here is what the Lord did. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you parents, this is not a cakewalk. Okay. <laughs> like <clears throat> we, we are not here for doubloons and, and, you know, beads like this is, this is real deal trench work. Like we are, we are in the trenches praying for our kids and trying to disciple them and train them in the things of God. And what the Lord did was cause there to be an opportunity for her to see that we actually are pretty useful to her. <laughs> right? Like, and yeah. here's the thing. I did not recognize that in the moment when you're asking your kid, you know, on a scale of one to 10 with, you know, 10 being the worst pain you've ever experienced, what's your pain? And they're saying seven and you're going, oh, Lord, you know, like, Lord, relieve this pain. Like, you know, and, and these are all the things you're praying, but here's what God is doing. God is taking this and he is allowing for an opportunity for exactly what this kid needs to see. Hey, your mom is pretty useful to you. Yeah. And the things that she's doing and the things that she's saying, she's doing and saying to protect you. She has your best interest at heart. Now, this was something that happened in the midst of like this <laughs> doubling over pain and, and really needing me. Right. I didn't even know that there was this thought of like, yeah, I don't need her. Mm -hmm. But she told me that afterwards. Mm -hmm. And she said uh, with her own words, the Lord revealed to me that what I'm thinking and feeling about my parents and specifically about you, mom, <laughs> this is so humbling, right? To, to, you know, is that I actually do need you. I, cause I didn't think that I did, but I actually do. And, and here was something that I, you know, I don't, I don't understand exactly how kids process. I can only try to remember how I processed <laughs> as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, but every kid is different. But one of the things that she said was that I didn't realize that you find joy in caring for me mm. right that you want to care for me because let me tell you in the midst of this she woke up in the middle of the night she was in excruciating pain she woke up in the middle of the night and she didn't immediately come to me because she said I'm already up around the clock with the baby mm -hmm. so she thought well I don't want to add to that so I'm just going to wait Oh my goodness I about went through the roof <laughs> are you kidding me I don't care what's going on if I'm on Mars you come up there <laughs> And let me know that you need me. I don't care what's going. I mean, I will rock a baby in one hand and you in the other. Like, because I don't care how old you get. You're still my baby, right? Well, the Lord is using all of this and all of the thoughts and the feelings and some of what she expressed when she was on with you. The Lord is using all of this to show that your parents love you. Mm -hmm. 
that what they are expressing to you and what they are saying to you is not meant to cramp your style. It's not meant to be overbearing, but it's because they love you. And so I'm just, I rejoice that she was willing to share that. Yeah. Willing to talk about that and to see her kind of, um, coming around and understanding. And here's one other thing. I'll just say this and then we'll move on because we want to talk about, and this is part of it. How do we get here in this country? Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's part of the big question, you know, because where we are in this country has a huge effect on our kids. Right. Huge effect. Right. But one of the things that she um, expressed to me that I thought, man, you know, when you're considering how kids process and how they think, and I I said this in the first segment, but it's worth going back to, she wondered why God didn't pursue her the way it seemed the enemy was pursuing her. Mm. You know, because we talk about, we look at the scripture, the apostle John letting us know that all of the things that are in the world and the love of the world, all of these things are, you know, these are enmity with God. Like this, this makes us the enemy of God. If we are loving the world and loving yeah. the things of the world. And, yeah. and so her thought was, it seems that everything pulls on you away from God. Mm. And she said so many times, it just feels like it'd be easier just to not resist. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't like, just this, the, don't, don't care, you know, just don't care, you know? But one of the things I was able to point out to her was that, you know, in the last several months and in the last few weeks, look at what God has done to show you how much he loves you. Mm. Look at how the Lord has pursued you. And they all seem to kind of converge, even with Laura Perry being here Mm -hmm. and her being able to hear again, Laura Perry's testimony and to hear her mom, to hear the mom's testimony. These things all show that the Lord is pursuing you, Mm. that the Lord loves you. He allows for your eyes to be open. And here was the ultimate. And this is what I told them. And and because I felt like this question was worth bringing to the the larger herd, you know, (laughs) we must never uh, mistake the way God pursues us for a lack of pursuit. Mm. Because the ultimate pursuit is that he made a way for us to be redeemed. Yeah. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place that we might become righteous because of what Jesus did. That is the ultimate pursuit. Satan is not giving of himself in his pursuit for you. (laughs) Right? Satan is not giving (laughs) of himself. He's not laying down his life in his pursuit of you. That is not happening. But when God, pursued us. Mm. He gave the ultimate. Amen. He gave his son, right? He laid down his life for us that we could be found righteous in him. And that was eye opening. She's like, man, you know, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> and like, it seemed, cause it seems like the enemy offers so much in the world to our yeah. kids. Right. Yeah. Like the, the glitz and the glitter. And, and when I say that, I don't mean like, don't think Hollywood. I mean, all that appeals to their senses. Yeah. Put that in the category of the glitz and the glitter. Yeah. And so many of us, as Ken Ham wrote 10 years ago, and the book is profound. You should read it. Already gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's not outdated. Mm-hmm. But so many of us don't realize that we are raising kids who, you know, we have them in church with us. Hello. They're sitting around our table eating bacon. Hello. Right. But if we are not discerning, if we are not prayerful, if we're not vigilant, the pull of this world has them tagged already gone. Yeah, they're not gone once they make it to college. You know, we're like, how did my kid fall away? You know, they they didn't come on. It was a long time ago. Come on. And and the thing is, you know, something that Francine uh, Perry said, 
on the show with us. Um, just the fact of not even really realizing what was going on in Laura's mind and yes. how she was uh, thinking about yes. things that had been said or done. You know, she didn't know that all of this was happening. And so sometimes it simply takes us to uh, uh, just the opportunity to talk and try to, I guess, flesh through what's really going on in, the, right. in, in the mind and what's happening. Like, what are you That's feeling? Right. You know, and I came across, um, man, this is a quote and it's kind of what you're talking about uh, with already being gone. But it was Hitler in mm. 1933. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, when an opponent declares, I would not come over to your side, I calmly say, your child belongs to us already. Mm. What are you? You will pass on. Your descendants, however, now stand in a new camp. In a short time, they will know nothing else but this new community. Mm. And that's so that's so true. Wow. You know, that we can have our children, like you said, in church, doing all the right things, you know, mm. uh, just uh, saying the right things, kind of biding their time, like Gabby, Gabby was saying, until they get out, mm -hmm. you know, and, and once they, they get out, we're in shock and awe of yes. what's happening, you know, but if with a little bit more care, you know, at home mm -hmm. and, and focusing more on what's happening under the roof, you know, with our children and our marriages, man, it can mean a world of difference for That's our right. whole, you know, country, society, you yeah. know, and nevertheless, you know, for our children as they go on, because a lot of what happens in, and you saw it, you know, I saw it in campus ministry. You know, oh, yeah. they're not rooted. They haven't That's really right. been, you know, rooted in the word of God. They they know what to say. They don't have a real vibrant relationship with the, with the Lord. They know, you know, the church lingo and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But it, which, it has not set in their hearts. Which can deceive you. Yeah. Can deceive you. It can make you think that you're dealing with true and genuine converts because all of the language has been mastered. Right. The right. response is they have been mastered. Right. And, uh, you know, we are... I would say living this right now, like we, what we saw when we were doing campus ministry was <laughs> the outflow of what, you know, was going on. But right now we're in the midst of raising our children yeah. and we can take from that and say, man, you know, Lord, help us because we know where it could lead. We know, mm -hmm. you know, what can happen once uh, they're out the house. If we uh, concentrated on, on other things more than, you know, just focusing on trying to disciple them and raise them. Uh, in, in the way of the Lord. And we know that even in discipleship, it's the Lord, it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. Like we, he uses us, but it's ultimately, you know, it's God who uh, is the keeper of their hearts, you know, and, and, and the thing is we have to have a focus on the home. You know, we have to have some type of uh, relationship with our children and, and, and being able to like talk with them, you know, mm -hmm. so that uh, as they get older, you know, and different challenges arise, that we're right there and we're able That's to help, right. you know, as the Lord leads us. And humility. You have to have humility because yes. you have to be able to say, you know what? I'm I'm not a great person. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and you have to say, and I wasn't a great kid. I was a good kid. Right. right? <laughs> but I wasn't a great kid. Right. You know, like if you're looking from God's vantage point, if you're trying to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't. But right. if you're if you're saying, whoa, the more I know about God and the more I understand about the word of God, it's like, man, you know. I was I was okay. You know what I mean? But like if if the Lord can take me, this shabby individual, right? Who I mean, come on, what right did I have to have access to God? Like right. what 
what claim, what does God owe me, right, <laughs> that he should save me? Right. If God would save me and have mercy on me, then can I cry out for that same mercy for my kid? Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right, we'll grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio, and we'll be right back. Back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We really do appreciate you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's five featuring Drew Weeks with Lead the Way. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow we'll continue this discussion, but kind of a the different angle. I know that we want to talk about how we've gotten here and it kind of all folds in together. Um, but I guess sort of the backdrop was begun with a discussion about Gabby and mm-hmm. what we've seen the Lord do in her life. And, and I share that hopefully that it would be an encouragement to parents and hopefully what Gabby shared on Friday when she sat across from you, mm-hmm. that that will be an encouragement for other kids in her age group, maybe even some older kids yeah. who would be listening. Um, one of the things I was reminded of during the break was the exchange that the Lord Jesus had with, uh, with Peter mm. Where, you know, in this in this whole exchange, he ultimately gets to where he's, you know, telling Peter that he's going to deny him. Um, But before he tells him that Mm -hmm. there is something that is just kind of chilling to think about in the scriptures that here you have the Lord who is about to go to the cross. Right. And, um, you know, he's basically commending the the disciples. They've been with him. They have learned from him. They've stayed with him. Um, You know, he's he's, he's preparing for his exit, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And in Luke chapter 22, uh, beginning at verse 31, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Mm. But I, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Now think about this. Here we have the Lord Jesus. And what's interesting too is if you look at the Greek here, if you if in Luke chapter 22, um Luke does he mixes this pronoun. I guess I think it's a pronoun, maybe you. Yeah. I guess it's a pronoun. It's singular in verse 31. I do homeschool. And it's <laughs> plural in verse 32. All right. I'm sorry, it's plural in verse 31 and singular in verse 32, which is interesting because when you understand that, it changes the meaning and the scope of what Jesus is saying. So that that's why the study of the word is so important, right? I mean, you, you're going to get much by reading, mm-hmm. but you're going to get much more by studying it, right? So in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, uh, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you. That is plural. Mm. So in other words, has demanded to have all of you is what Jesus is saying, right? So Satan has demanded to have all of you that he might sift all of you like wheat. It's you plural. Hmm. But then Jesus switches to singular in verse 32. But I have prayed for you, Peter, 
that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Mm. So it's amazing what the Lord is communicating that man, look, you're following me. Satan wants you desperately. Yeah. Right. You think about this, the significance of this with the apostles, you think about the significance of what they are entrusted to do to build the Lord's church. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Satan has asked for them. Right. I mean, if you, you get a picture, kind of harkens back to Job. Right. Where have you been? What, what's going on? Well, I've been <laughs> up and down and traveling to and fro and through the earth. Mm-hmm. And what does the Lord? The Lord knows exactly what Satan's been doing. Right. Have you considered my servant Job? Why does the Lord respond with that question? Because he knows that when the enemy is prowling, it's just as the apostle Peter wrote that he prowls seeking for whom he may devour. That's right. So why does the Lord say, have you considered Job? Because he knows when Satan says, I've been going up and through the earth and, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here. He Mm -hmm. knows what that means, Mm -hmm. of course. And it seems almost, you know, infantile to say the Lord knows. Of course he knows. But but he allows us to know what Satan means when he when he says, I've been going to and fro, you know, through the earth. He's been prowling. He's been looking for someone to devour. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Lord says, have you considered my servant Job? Satan doesn't have to say, I've been looking for someone to devour. That is suggested in his movement. Right. That's suggested in his existence, right? That that's what he's doing. And so, of course, when the Lord is saying, look, Satan has asked you like wheat. The ESV says that he has demanded to have you. But what does Jesus say? Jesus say, Jesus says, I have prayed for you. Mm-hmm. So I want to think about that in the context of our children and the America that they're growing up. And we say all the time on this show that if your child is a Bible believing Christian, believing that the word of God is authoritative, your child is growing up as the minority in this country. It has nothing to do with color of skin. That's right. It has nothing to do with political affiliation. Yeah. The defining mark, what makes you a minority what makes you worthy of scorn, what puts you on the outside of the culture, which makes you have your hall pass revoked Mm -hmm. is that you believe the word of God to be authoritative. Yep. So if you're raising a kid that has that conviction, they will be, they are minorities. And it's going to increase more and more. You know, it's not going the other way. It's advancing. And so I think we have to be settled in our heart to understand that that's where we are. And given that's where we are, how are we how are we raising our kids? You know, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Are they equipped to stand? Yeah. And let me say this too: the response that Jesus gives, I think, cannot be understated. Jesus says, I have prayed for you. Yeah, Man. I have prayed for you that that's your good. faith may not fail. There are so many things that we want to do for our children in an attempt to um, keep them from the demand of Satan. Mm. Right. The want of Satan, Mm -hmm. the desire of Satan, the ask of Satan. There are so many things that we want to do. So we enroll them in this. We put them in that. We we teach them this. We keep them here. All of these things are good. But what does Jesus say to Peter that he has done? (laughs) I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we are looking at what's going on in our country. And we're if it's going to turn around, it is going to be with the generation that we're hemorrhaging right now. That's right. If the if the country is going to change, it's not going to be with the scoundrels who are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. No offense to your political favorites. It's not going to be with the scoundrels who continue to let us down. OK, if it is going to change, 
It is going to be with a new electorate. It's going to be with people who are moral, who fear God, who have strength and resolve to stand for what is right, to do justice, to love mercy, Mm -hmm. to walk humbly with their God. And how do we get there? Well, if they're not there because Satan's demand was met, they have, he has them. Mm -hmm. Then the way to get to where we have the kinds of people that will turn a nation around is that we begin by praying for them. We ask the Lord, Hey Lord, spare my child. Amen. Don't suffer my child to go this way. The pull of the world is very strong. You must build many warriors. Mm. There, th- this is not optional. This is not like, uh, you know, I mean, look, I want, I want my kids. I do. I'm, I'm not going to even, it's not even a joke. <laughs> I want, I want our kids to be intellectually sound. I want them to be able to converse I want them to be able to express. I was so proud of Gabby that she was able to say, I don't know where you're going with your question here. Yeah, she did a great job. So she didn't just give an answer. (laughs) Oh, man, my heart. I Man, I was like, yes. You don't just answer a question. You don't know what's your angle here. I don't know where you're going with that. Right. Right. And so I was I was so glad (laughs) that our debates and our questions and our, you know, all of these things are paying off. I want that. But you know what I want more than anything else? I want kids who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. who love the Lord more than their own life, mm-hmm. who are willing to be shunned in culture, who are willing to be ostracized, who are willing to be disenfranchised for the name of Jesus Christ. I want mm. kids who understand that we're not living in the 80s where the Christians are the cool kids. <laughs> nope, it's 21st century America. Welcome. Christians are not cool. Act 17. It's not great that you're a Christian. This is Act 17. And you know, something that... Um comes to my mind when you're talking about praying is again going back to uh laura perry and francine yeah that was a feature that you saw throughout that whole oh my goodness <laughs> that whole thing was that francine yep. you know uh, found a, a place of prayer and had a prayer group and and was lifting her up you know and even though the enemy was desiring to sift her as we come you know, on come on there was prayer being made and, and i think that's a great great point you know as you point that out in the scripture we have to give ourselves to this work. Listen, you know, um, so often we want to throw ourselves toward the easy work. We wouldn't describe it as easy, but a lot of the things that grab our attention and a lot of the things, honestly, that have our affection, those are the easy things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and we all have our additional passions, things that we love yeah. that we could talk for hours on end about. But if you are raising kids right now, if you're a grandparent, you've got grandkids that are from time to time in your care, they're entrusted to you. Listen, you've got a tough job to do. You've got a tough job to do. And if, if you're looking at this country and you say, man, I don't know how we've gotten here. Well, we do know. Yeah, we do know. Right. Yeah. And if you say, I don't see any hope, I don't know how we're going to turn around. There actually is some hope. And Amen. I've said this before. And, and man, and I know that people are like, you know, they're, they're like, I don't know how I feel about when you say that Mika, well, I'm just going to say it again here. You can aim for the preservation of the church. You can aim to hold the line for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you may, by doing so, save a nation. Mm-hmm. God may smile upon that, right? Because mm-hmm. that's extra. That's, as we say in Louisiana, that's land, yeah. That's right. But if you forget about the church and say, eh, and you aim to save a nation, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that you will save the nation. And what's more eternal? What does God care about? Yeah. God cares about the church. 
He cares about the proliferation of the gospel. Amen. We've been entrusted, 2 Timothy 2, 2, mm-hmm. the things that we have heard, right? This we have to entrust to faithful men who will teach others also. This is, this is what we understand to be transgenerational about the gospel, that it goes from one generation to the next. But too many of us, we're like, whatever it takes to save our country. Well, let me tell you something wrapped up in saving our country and saving our nation is raising up a generation who shares that conviction. But first their conviction is for righteousness because the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. That's right. That's right. So if you, if you hope to save it, if you hope to turn it around, then those people who will inhabit it, who are going to grow, who are going to, you know, (laughs) long after you're gone. They're, they're in it, mm-hmm. then they must be righteous. Yeah. yeah. They must be moral. They must have the kind of conviction that is of the caliber that has staying power. Yeah, I think I don't I, th- I don't want kids who turn, you know, and run in defeat. Go we ahead. have to have a, a a mind change because our minds and our focus, you know, the easier thing to do is just to only engage on the political front or different things like that. That's that's the easier thing to do, but we have to do both and we have to have the both. priority That's right. set, you know, that yeah. like you're saying, the gospel and the church and those things uh, have to be front and center while we do the other things as well. Yes, absolutely. Look, we were talking about this and, and I think we may touch on this a little bit more um, tomorrow as well. But we were talking about Ezekiel. And again, I am not mm. one of those who will say, America is Israel. And I, I'm not always trying to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was mm-hmm. just a, you know, forerunner or precursor. I, I'm not, not, not at all. But I believe that when you read the scriptures, God teaches us something about his character, yeah. right? He teaches us something about his nature. That's important for us to grasp. It's important for us to understand. And when you look at Ezekiel and Ezekiel, man, Ezekiel starts kind of getting in the mailbox there <laughs> talking about how <laughs> God's people were nothing. And God took care of them. He made them something. You see some right? similarities. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look, this country. Come on, guys. Let's let us let us let us. We're not we're not we're not in July. But let us talk about our miraculous founding. Mm-hmm. Let us talk about what we shouldn't be and how it should not have worked. Right. The British are coming. We should have all been nixed. <laughs> you know, those who were around at the time. I'm not immortal. They should have all been nixed. OK. Right. But what did God do in his sovereignty? He allowed for a nation to (laughs) to be raised up Mm -hmm. that set the standard in the world. Y'all, there are some people who do not want to talk about the greatness of America. I'm not one of them. Right. This nation truly has the fingerprint of God on it. This is what America does. America takes a thing that's not a thing, makes it a thing. And then all the world's like, how can we have that thing? (laughs) How can we do that thing? You know, there's no such thing as breakfast food before America. (laughs) I mean, that's simple, right? But that's like, that's one of those things. It's like breakfast food, America, cereal, America. Like that's, that's, that's what we do. That's what the Lord has allowed us to do. And in fact, and I said this, I wrote about this uh, maybe a couple years ago. There's no such thing. And this has divided our nation. Now there's no such thing as black culture without America. That's true. People are like, oh, I hate it. It's like, but the things that you value and that you're fighting to preserve, I got to preserve my black culture and all. It doesn't exist without America, the country you're trying to destroy. Mm -hmm. That's it's different from African culture, different from Haitian culture, different from Jamaica. It's black culture and it exists because of America, because America's got it like that. (laughs) 
because it's mimicked all around the world. How does that happen except that God has intervened and said, you know what? I will raise this nation up. But what happens to the nation that forgets God? Yeah. Yeah. We boast about all that we have and all that we've achieved. And we talk about American greatness. We have to be very careful because to whom much is given, much is required. So what does the Lord require of us with all that he's given us? All right. We're out of time. (laughs) You wanted me back. You wanted me back. (laughs) Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.